In most medical practices, patients are sent to the lab at the end of their visit for tests. This process causes physicians and their staff to spend time contacting patients with results and potentially modifying prescriptions or ordering additional tests. The pre-visit lab is good for patients, but it's also good for the clinic's financial bottom line. One organization published results that show that they have decreased the number of phone calls around lab results by 89% by doing pre-visit lab. That's Dr. Christine Sinsky, a general internist and AMA vice president of professional satisfaction. On this episode of Moving Medicine, a podcast from the American Medical Association, Dr. Sinsky talks about pre-visit laboratory testing and how it can help you improve patient care. I'm your host, Todd Unger, Chief Experience Officer at the AMA. Here's my conversation with Dr. Sinsky. We're so glad that you could join us today, Dr. Sinsky. It's my pleasure to be with you today. How would you define pre-visit lab testing and why do you think it's so important to implement? So pre-visit lab testing, or as some organizations call it, pre-labbing, is a process where you anticipate ahead of the appointment what the patient's laboratory requirements are and you arrange for the patient to have that lab a few days before their appointment. The goal is so that you have the patient's results with you at the time of the visit. Now this works especially well for preventive care and for chronic illness care, where you can predict what their lab testing is that the patient would need. And by doing the lab ahead of the appointment, then the appointment is more effective. The patient gets to ask their questions of the physician face-to-face. The physician gets to interpret the laboratory values with the patient, and together they can craft a plan for how to respond to those laboratory results. It's also more efficient because all the work for that appointment can be completed at the appointment. Now, this is in contrast to the much more usual situation where the patient comes for their appointment. The physician and the patient review lab from six or 12 months ago. And then at the end of the appointment, the patient is sent to the lab for their laboratory testing. And then those results come in over the next several days. At that point, that becomes additional work within the physician's inbox. And the physician is left trying to reconstruct who was that patient, what were the particulars of their situation, what were the medications, what were their previous labs. And there's a lot more work involved in reconstructing the patient scenario. And then the patient has to be contacted by either the physician or the team and given instructions for what to do in response to their lab. But it's a one-way conversation. The patient really doesn't have an opportunity to reflect back to the physician their own input about how that management should be. So if you do the lab ahead of the appointment, you've been able to close the loop of care at the visit itself. What about from a financial standpoint? How can pre-visit labs help your practice financially? So pre-visit lab is good for patients, but it's also good for the clinic's financial bottom line. One organization, uh, the Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, published results that show that they have decreased the number of phone calls around lab results by 89% by doing pre-visit labs. They decreased the number of letters required 
for communicating around the lab results by 85%. And their patient satisfaction improved. They also found that they saved $26 of overhead costs per visit. And that overhead would include the call center where uh, staff are hired to respond to those incoming calls where patients are asking for their lab results or giving feedback about the instructions they've been given over the phone. And it also includes the time of the clinical care team who also has to respond to those incoming calls. And all of that churning, all of that extra work where the patients have to call in for the results or call in with questions about the management that had been delivered to them over the phone, all of that can be eliminated when you complete all the work of that patient care at the visit. That sounds like something all practices should consider. What would be the first step toward implementing it? So one of the first steps toward implementing pre-visit lab testing is to recognize what you're doing. And we picked up a mantra from another organization, ThetaCare in Wisconsin, the next appointment starts today. So in this model, you start thinking about the next appointment at the end of today's appointment. So if today you were seeing a patient for hypertension, diabetes, and congestive heart failure, at the end of the appointment, you think, well, in three months, I'd like to see you back, and we'll need electrolytes, and we'll need um, an A1C, and you schedule that pre-visit lab at, that, at the end of the previous appointment. And that way, the next appointment starts today. You've already done the work of planning the next appointment today. What's the best way to arrange a patient's next appointment and lab test? At the end of each visit, it's helpful for the physician to think about what the patient will need at their next appointment and to schedule that next appointment in three, six, or 12 months at that time, and to schedule the lab that will accompany that visit at that time. Now, in many practices, physicians use a checklist, like a paper checklist, to check off the labs that they would like done prior to the three-month appointment or the six-month appointment. And then the staff person is assigned to the task of translating that into the computer. It takes a matter of seconds to check off the next lab test on a checklist, but it can take two to three minutes to do that same work in the electronic health record through computerized order entry. The most efficient practices assign the decision-making to the physician, but they assign the clerical task of converting that decision-making into the future order to a team member who is completely capable of doing that work. One of the great advantages of doing pre-visit lab is that it markedly reduces the volume of inbox messages that the physician must manage every day. The average physician has 77 inbox messages per day in primary care specialties. By doing pre-visit lab, you eliminate a good number of those inbox messages. That saves a tremendous amount of time. What are some additional things to keep in mind as you try to roll this out in your practice? In the most effective models of pre-visit lab, there are organizational changes that help support this process. One of those organizational changes is the ability to hold future orders. 
for longer than a three-month period of time. So, for example, in many practices, the institution has developed the capacity to hold orders for 12 months or further into the future. That allows the physician to set up at today's appointment an appointment a year from now. So when I see a patient for an annual comprehensive care visit, I can set up their next appointment a year from now and can set up the mammogram and any other lab testing that may be required at this point. And then no one needs to catch that between now and then if nothing changes for the patient. But it's incumbent on the organization to have the ability to hold those future orders for that period of time. Great. Do you have any final thoughts or tips to share on this? The most effective forms of pre-visit lab also include teamwork. So in my practice, for example, when the pre-visit lab comes into the electronic health record, those results are directed to one of my nurses. And the nurse reviews those if anything is critically abnormal, she will bring that to my attention before the patient's appointment. But otherwise, the only time that I will need to see those lab results are at the time of the visit. And that's a, a form of efficiency to review the labs only once and only in the context of seeing the patient. And then we have a safety mechanism where the team has filtered those tests for anything that would be significantly abnormal, and we can respond to those ahead of time. Pre-visit lab also allows you to advance the care for patients in a way that we couldn't do if we didn't do pre-visit lab. For example, if during the pre-visit lab, the patient was found to be slightly anemic, that allows us a chance to review the patient's situation, give the patient a call, find out what's been going on, and order the second round of testing that's appropriate for that patient before their visit. Or by another example, if the patient had electrolytes before their appointment and their potassium returns low, my nurse would review that. She would call the patient. She would find out if they've been taking their potassium supplementation. She'd find out whatever else had been going on. And then she would bring that to me as an efficient message that we could review and manage prior to that patient's upcoming appointment. That was Dr. Christine Sinsky, and this is Moving Medicine. This episode is one of seven podcasts on practice transformation efforts highlighted through AMA Steps Forward. For more information on Steps Forward, visit stepsforward.org, which has more than 50 modules with expert-driven field-tested strategies designed to help you successfully implement meaningful change in your practice. And for more great content like this, subscribe to Moving Medicine and other AMA podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.